commence primary ignition. Primary ignition. This is the way. This is the way. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. What is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there? And welcome back to yet again another episode of Mando Talk. I'm your host, as always, Caleb Keller. And joining me this time to talk about Star Wars news, as we always do on our Tuesday nights, is none other than DJ Foster, a.k.a. Rebel Scum Texan. How is it going? It goes well, it goes my well. Tennessee brother. It is Tennessee. doing yeah, it's doing pretty. T- t- Texas up here. I'm wearing my Tejas hat tonight. The uh, the I believe that that is the original Spanish pronunciation of of Texas. Not original because you know language changes constantly. But <laughs> sure, Tejas. You know, it's love this hat. But anyway, I'm repping Texas. You just in your Calebness are always representing Tennessee. I feel like so rep yeah. it well. Is all well, I'm trying to say. Yeah. When when. Probably during the weekends, I'm always repping a TriStar Tennessee hat. Anywhere that you see me, I'm probably wearing <laughs> one of those. So, hey, yeah, repping it when I can, repping it when I can. But listen, same thing over here for Texas. Man. There you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, I, is it true that everyone in Texas thinks Texas is the greatest thing ever? I mean, all the people from Texas, it's it's <laughs> yeah. all them Yahoo. It's all them Yahoo's who keep trying to move here that don't understand what <laughs> Texas is all about. That's what, <laughs> there you go. No, I'm, you I'm go. kidding. I, I mean, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, listen, we got some news pieces that we are going to discuss in the Star Wars realm. We got several, actually, and some that are very exciting. Of course, we are going to give our big takeaways from the Star Wars Eclipse trailer that came literally as we were live on Thursday during our Boba festivities. And speaking of that, Boba festivities number four is going to be coming this Thursday at six p.m. Central Standard Time, and we'll discuss why at six later in this stream or this episode. And specifically, uh, we got something special for our Geekverse Reactions listeners for you to stick around toward the very end of this episode. Uh, We might dip into this kind of big deal of a movie that's coming out later this week, and I'll leave it at that. I think you can probably use some context clues to figure out what that movie is. What movie? I don't know. What what movie? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know it. I haven't even heard, heard about a movie. <laughs> well, before we get into everything, I wanna I wanna say a couple things. There's a couple of, of our our friends, our regulars in yeah. the chat already. We got Rule Farm Boy, aka RFB. Uh, good to see him. He says, Caleb, DJ, here we go. And that's pretty much me. Every here time we go. we go, I'm like, let's do it. And yeah. then also our friend from across the pond, Blue Harvest <laughs> Bricks, back out here with by the way, I don't think I've ever said this on the show. I love Blue Harvest Bricks uh, yeah. profile logo. He's got the the Ahsoka clone helmet variant. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. And um, we're just glad for his and also Rural Farm Boys uh, support. Thank you guys so much. And all of you who are listening or watching, we thank you for your support. Um, I wish everybody that supported us was in the chat right now. That would make mm-hmm. for some very fun and oh, lively gosh. conversations. So fun. Absolutely but, fun. But uh and yes, Royal Farm Boy, I do have a handheld microphone. Um, so fun behind the scenes fact, most of this podcasting equipment, I, I 
I am graciously allowed to use it from my church that I work for. I left the mic stand that I use at the church because we had a, a Christmas concert on Sunday night and we had an extra vocalist and, and he needed to use my mic stand. So, uh, well, it's not even mine. It's the church's mic stand. So I had to take it back to the church and forgot to bring it home. So, so, uh, um, force willing, I'll have my mic stand back on Thursday. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Well, listen, let's go ahead and get into this week's news. Uh, kind of light at first, but then, you know, it picked up, of course, yeah, as always, it always does. So the first thing actually came out today. Uh, StarWars.com and Lucasfilm are pleased to announce that the final installment of the original Star Wars trilogy will join the National Film Registry, a recognition that signifies a movie as important in American culture and film history. So this does indeed wrap up every single original trilogy film is in this registry officially as of today. Yeah. Very exciting, a huge deal as far as filmmaking and, and film lovers go. DJ, speak on the importance of this and also your thoughts on this. The importance of it can not be overstated. Anything that's in the National Film Registry is recognized as pure, you know, cinematic classic. You know, it, just, it is what it is. And I think it's a beautiful thing that all three of these are now in there. And I'm you know, I'm sure there's an uh, George Lucas must have just an, a crazy amount of pride right now because I mean it is his it is his story at the end of the day and other directors helped with Empire and Jedi, but I mean he must be over the moon. Lucasfilm clearly is over the moon because they are so excited to announce it. I think it's it cannot be overstated how awesome this is. Now on a personal level, uh, I'm floored by it. Return of the Jedi for many many years was my favorite star Wars film. And, and it, it honestly, every time I rewatch it, I'm like, why is this still not my favorite? But then I watch rogue one and I'm like, Oh, that's why. And um, rogue one is, is stayed my favorite film for a very long time as far as star Wars goes. And mm -hmm. some people be like, how, why, but well, it's another conversation for another day, but I, I'm just pleased as a, as a fan of the franchise and also as a major fan of Return of the Jedi and timely because we're about to get Book of Boba Fett and Book of yeah. Boba Fett takes place so soon after Return Dude. of the Jedi. So it kind of it kind of feels right. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and no, I, I kind of was thinking that as well. Like, ooh, this is this is interesting timing. I mean, we're going to be spending some time in the, those locations yeah, we get in the opener of Return of the Jedi heavily here in the next oh, yeah. uh, week and a half, two weeks, somewhere around there. We're going to yeah, be spending some soon. time there. It's very timely that uh, this has been added and rightfully so. I mean, it is so many people's favorite. And again, I, I talked about this last week. Sister-in-law is watching the Star Wars films for the very first time. She told me that Return of the Jedi was the fav her favorite of the original trilogy that she has seen so far. Those are the only three that really? she's seen so that's far. Cool. So currently, Return of the Jedi is her all-time favorite Star Wars that's film. Cool. Now, she hasn't seen yeah. all of them yet, so we'll see if that <laughs> sticks. But I, I think that that's the case. Again, I like to make these connections when we can. I think that's the case with a lot of people that aren't deep into it like we are they enjoy yeah. return of the jedi the most i mean it is very entertaining it's got mm -hmm. i would argue that it's probably the most action-packed of the original trilogy yeah 
And I, I think that's so. what kind of speaks to a lot of the general audience and to the fan base as a whole. Yeah, I think that you're absolutely right. It does speak to the fan base as a whole just because it, it is so grabby. You know, even if you don't like Star Wars, well, at least there's a, a constant action mm. happening. It's not so much an espionage or a love story. It's just, it is, I think in its purest form, outside of A New Hope, it's probably the purest Star Wars film. Mm. Um, and a New Hope obviously being the standard. So it, it's hard to, you know, say that, Return of the Jedi is the purest form of Star Wars, um, but it's up there. Yeah. I will say this, though, before we move on, mm-hmm. that I, it's, it feels overdue in a way, mm-hmm. because yeah. I looked I, I when I read this article on StarWars.com, it said that A New Hope went into the registry in 1989, and then Empire went in in 2010. That's I mean, insane. that was all that's only 11 years ago. I just I, I can't believe that it took that long for something to get that recognition and now return of the Jedi. I'm not going to say I get it, mm-hmm. but I, I get it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not yeah. saying that return of the Jedi is somehow less than the other two, but I can see why it took so long in, in a sense. So yeah, in a way, you know, I kind of get it, but I, I still think it's long overdue. This thing should have gone in a long time ago, but it's still awesome that it's there. No, I think so too. I mean, the, the original trilogy, I mean, the definition of this thing is talking about the importance in American culture. You, everyone knows that that Vader is Luke's father. Everyone knows yeah. that Vader ends up becoming good at, at the end of it without even necessarily even seeing the films. So, yes, yeah, it was definitely overdue. And especially once you start to take a look at the list and you see how quickly some of them got added. Like another one that really stood out to me was The Dark Knight, which rightfully so great movie uh-huh. but it was like immediately oh yeah like a couple years later added to that list and well deserving it's just weird seeing like you said this big gap in between these yes these staples as far as okay here's how you do a franchise kind of film star wars original trilogy that that's the blueprint that everyone tries to mimic now across hollywood yeah oh of course yeah it, it is it is the blueprint for modern american um cinema Absolutely. It just is. Absolutely. All right, DJ. What is our next news piece, brother? All right. Variety. Little, you know, little magazine out there, little (laughs) website. You may have heard of it. Variety confirms a recent scope. Or did you mean scoop? Scoop. Typo. Oops. Autocorrect. Autocorrect. (laughs) It happens. Autocorrect gets us all at some time or another. Sidebar. Do you remember the website called DYAC? That existed where you could go look at autocorrects that were just horrible and they'd all just get shifted to just the weirdest thing. Never Man, that, that circulated in my it's <laughs> dyac.com. It's it's a ton of fun. Anyway, Variety confirms a recent scoop from the Illuminati that Amon Amandala. I oh man, I I can't I want to say Amanda, but I know that's not right. Amandala Stenberg. Amandala. We'll go with Amandala. All right. Yeah. Amandala Stenberg will be playing the lead character in the Acolyte. Now, what are our thoughts on the casting and what type of role they might be playing? Caleb, what are your thoughts? I, the only thing I have seen Amandla, Amandla in is Hunger Games. Right. I believe that Amandla portrayed Rue in the Hunger Games. Uh, yes, that's correct. So that was very correct, early yeah. in the career. Haven't seen yeah. Amandla play anything since personally but i think it's very exciting i know looking at amandla she looks the part 
looks the part as far as playing this acolyte potential character who knows what are your thoughts you know when when i found out Amano was casted you know i had to kind of dig and figure out where i'd seen performances Mm -hmm. and hunger games was the only one that really registered with me and what's so cool is that when you see rue when rue dies in that movie spoiler alert for a 10 year old movie (laughs) there you go (laughs) um you know when when rue dies it's a it's a big moment that kind of propels the rest of katniss's story Mm -hmm. so it's really cool to have seen amanla play a role that does propel a story and i think that's important um to to remember as as film and tv fans like we are so once her uh, the characters on on the screen and the performance is there. I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to see what Lucasfilm does with this because um, it, it is a very, I'm not going to say it's an off the wall casting. It's just, yeah. you know, Amanda's not well known. And yeah. if at least we in had known, realm. in our, no, realm. I mean, no, not in my world at all. Yeah. I, I've not, I've never even really outside of Hunger Games, I, I barely even know who Amanda is. So mm-hmm. uh, the fact that we've got this character who is, you know, playing this, this new role, it's supposed to be a dark side character. I'm excited to see what they do with the dark side character. Cause we know it takes place um, not too far long after the high Republic is over. Right. So well, with, hopefully, with the high Republic maybe, being there, maybe it connects to this eclipse thing that they got going on. Too. You know, that, that would be wild if they yeah. did do that. I mean, and they're not outside of connecting the video games to the greater story. I mean, fall in order, we got ties to order 66 in battlefront. We got ties all the way up to force awakens, mm-hmm. um, which I remember that was a fun time because people were like, is, is Iden Versio Ray's mom? You know, I yeah. was, I was of that camp. <laughs> I really did think Iden's, uh, which, which they kind of messed with all the fans a little bit because Iden's daughter's name ended up being Zay. Z-E-Y. And I was like, really, guys, you named her Zay. Like, I was like, gosh, they knew they were they were messing with all of us. So um, anyway, that's that's another story for another time, probably. But I think this is a really cool deal to see that them may be connecting the story of the Acolyte mm-hmm. to the story of the, these novels and these comics that we've been getting for a while. And also now this video game. And man, that video game, I know we're going to talk about it in a minute, but holy cow, was it not just the coolest thing? So incredible. as far as, as far as Acolyte goes, you know, Caleb, I, I think I'm, I'm definitely interested to hear what you have to say further on it. I'm sure our, our listeners are as well. No, I was just going to add to that. I think Amanla is definitely playing a dark side force user. That's just my personal opinion. Obviously, I okay. don't know that for a hundred percent certainty, but I mean, acolyte the title of the show heavily makes me believe that we're diving deep into the dark side and we're finally going to get like a right. dark side point of view and so i think that that would be pretty interesting to see amandla well, play that type of character you know I'm, I'm pretty sure that lucasfilm has confirmed that this is going to be a a female they, i mean we knew that it was going they were seeking mm-hmm. a female actress um, for the lead role we did know that um they they've made that public and we also know from I'm not sure if it was the same press release or not, but we did mm-hmm. hear them say that they were going to be focusing the whole series on a dark side character. That's great. And not to mention the I mean, the first time we heard this announced last December, 
um, we, we saw the word acolyte and we were like, what is that? You know, everybody was wondering what that was. Yeah. So it was pretty quickly after that, I think where we heard it's a dark side character, mm-hmm. you know, female led, um, both on the direct in the director's chair and on screen yeah. is what they were aiming for. So I think they've done well in the casting and they rose to the occasion, if you will, as far as what the expectations were. And it's kind of interesting because this is kind of one of those sleeper series that i'm not i'm not sure about i I, leading up to mandalorian this honestly this is a similar feeling as to what i had when mandalorian was leading up because Mm. i I didn't know what they were going to do with mandalorian you know i've said on the show i I thought it was going to be this greedy bounty hunter thing which it it was at first and then it became the story of the child Mm -hmm. um once it became the story of the child then it took off from there i'm just curious as to see what they're going to do with this character the one thing i hope they do is I well, it's actually what I hope they don't do. I hope that this character does not turn to the light side. I want mm. to see a villain all the way through. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's where I'm at. I mean, I would I guess my own headcanon, I would really like to see this show go all the way up to the doorstep of Phantom Menace. And therefore, oh yeah, a monless character would have to die in a sense. And stick to would, being a villain uh, yeah. all the way through. And that's what I hope for. I think if a monolith character gets a redemption arc, it it prevents it from going to the Phantom Menace's doorstep. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm right. I don't know. But that's just my current thoughts on that. Well, well from what I know in the EU side of things, you know, Plagueis, th- 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 this may be a small spoiler, but it's not like a massive thing. Um, the story of Darth Plagueis begins with him killing his master. Okay. And that's roughly Mm. 50, 60 years before Phantom Menace. So it'd be really neat to see this character that Amanda is playing, go all the way up to Plagueis's master and Plagueis's Mm. master kill Amanda. And then they just, and then they just say, Hey, let's just go ahead and make Plagueis the novel canon yeah. Then just get rid of that mm-hmm. headache or just, you know, there's some things I've got it here on the shelf. I've read a good portion of it. There's some things in there that no longer fit into the current canon, which is mm-hmm. fine. Just edit those things, re-release it. I don't think anybody's going to ruffle too many feathers over that. I mean, I say that, but um, <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that'll happen. So mm-hmm. it would be nice to see the continuity flow all the way up to Phantom. So I think they could take this all the way up near to Phantom Menace for sure. Um, you know, we know Plagueis was, you know, the apprentice or Sidious was the apprentice to Plagueis. So the only way I can really see this taking place is if we get just a couple of, you know, generations, if you will, away from Sidious as far as it going all the way to Phantom Menace. I hope that they go yeah. as close as they can to Phantom Menace because I, I love Phantom Menace. You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen, I mean, there's a lot to take away from the acolyte a lot of predictions a lot of theories a lot of question marks and i can't wait to start getting them and we're starting to get some answers we're getting this news piece confirmed from variety that amandla stenberg will be playing the lead character in the acolyte you the listener let us know what you think of that news piece are you excited for it let us know in the live chat let us know in the comments or if you're an audio listener only let us know in discord we would love to hear your take on that our next news piece is all about star wars eclipse we did a reaction to it and quite honestly it's great to see kind of 
the views and, and people commenting and let us letting us know how they they felt about that trailer on that YouTube video. We talked about how we were just going to make it, you know, a YouTube thing. We didn't put it at the end of the episode last week. So if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, you want to see our initial crazy eyes, initial movements <laughs> going crazy, you know, our gas station floaty, whatever. Chair dancer thing. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out on YouTube. You'll see it. We, we nerd out, we geek out, it's great. Uh, but today, we are actually going to dive deeper into it and kind of share our big takeaways. But before we do that, I just want to open up kind of this general question. We are now five days removed from actually seeing this trailer. Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to get a sense of how we feel about Eclipse now, now that we're kind of removed from the initial, oh, this is so cool. Like, DJ, how are you feeling about Eclipse now that we're five days removed? It's so interesting because just the other day, um, I mentioned this Christmas concert thing we did at my church. And we did a rehearsal, as you should anytime you do a concert. But we had our rehearsal and our sound guy, who he knows I'm a big Star Wars fan, he, he said, what's this new trailer that came mm -hmm. out? And then my cousin, who I work with also, he was like, yeah, what is it? And, and for me to just not, you know, go on and on and on forever about it, I was like, it's a video game trailer. You know, it was really cool, you know, and just yeah. kind of left it at that. But that was on, uh, oh, we, we had the reaction to that on, was it Thursday? Thursday. I can't remember now. Yeah, Thursday. It was I've, it's been a whirlwind since then for me and, and just personal life. But, you know, mm. with Thursday and it came out, I was like, this is insane. And then that was on Saturday when I had that conversation with those guys. So, yeah. Um, I was still kind of floored about it, you know, to the point that I was like, I really want to talk about it a lot. Mm -hmm. I just don't know how much you want to hear me talk oh, about gosh. it. Well, listen, and so I haven't you know, had a yeah, single conversation about Eclipse with anyone. Oh, I sent man. a link. I sent a link of the trailer to Jacob, my brother. Yeah. Didn't respond. Haven't heard from him about it. <laughs> Zach, loser. haven't heard from Zach about it. So listen, bigger I mean, loser. Chat, those of you in the chat, let me know what you think of this trailer. DJ, let me know what you think of this trailer. And Dude, we're just going to let the conversation good. flow. I know Blue Harvest Bricks already in the chat says that trailer just wow. And, just and honestly, wow. I mean, those yes. simple words, that simple phrase of just wow kind of sums it up. And, and I know five days yeah. later, obviously my initial like Whoo -hoo 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 kind of reaction, it's not there. Right. I mean, but. It's still so cool. I mean, every single time I feel like I watch this trailer now, probably I would say 18, 19, 20 times I've seen it. I feel like there's a, a different detail that I notice each and every single time that I see it. And yeah, that's just great. It's incredible. I will say, I think there is maybe confusion amongst the general audience. I think some people think, yeah, oh, is, is this a movie? Is this a show? Because yeah, it looks that good. But no, it, it is does. in fact a video game, and I can't wait to dive deep into it. Those are kind of my general yeah. five days removed thoughts. <laughs> as far as I am, like where I am five days removed, because I 100% did not answer that question a second ago. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm still super good, stoked <laughs> for it. I mean, I love that Blue Harvest Bricks is kind of with us right now. He said if it was a movie trailer, he would have been excited. I mean, of course, it, I for a second was like, there's no way this is a video game. Yeah. Especially in the beginning that we have that shot of a Mon, a Mon Calamari. You know, he looks so much like, not Admiral Agbar, Admiral Radis from Rogue One, our yeah. Winston Churchill type of, of Admiral, you know, 
<laughs> whatever is yeah he just to me admiral radis just looks like squid winston churchill all he needed was a cigar and it would have been perfect for me but looking at that moncala i was like this is this isn't a video game that's a real shot i'm still not totally convinced that wasn't a real shot and i'm oh, dude. i'm still not totally convinced that they didn't film some of this like at galaxy's edge there are you know, like, so it, many shots in this that i was floored with and thought that there's no way that this is a video game it's just insane it, it looks too good i mean it's i know that when the game comes out it's not going to look that good i right, know that right 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 and i have and i have to tell myself i'm not seeing a movie i'm watching a video game i have to keep telling myself that but even though it exists it's still there i mean everything about this man is just so gum cool i mean it just yeah. is and i even in our clip that we put on tiktok this last week which by the way we're also on tiktok the this clip that we put up there of us we're kind of reacting to we are um <laughs> we're young we're in our 20s we're trendy um we're not trending the kids make the trends now um but when you look at if you go and look at our tiktok you'll see us and we'll, i'm sure we're going to talk about this in a second when yoda yeah, pops up i mean mm. I, I added at the end mm, <laughs> this game awesome it will be um when we got to the end of that clip, you know, I, I said, this is going to be the game. And what I meant mm -hmm. by that was that's the game of the year. Like I was so excited. I couldn't process what my brain was thinking. So I think that's the game of the year right there. Just it, it my game of the year. I mean, whenever it finally releases, yeah. and I, I have no idea if it comes out next year or 2023, it just, whenever mm -hmm. it comes out. Listen, I mean, I know that us star Wars fans, we are the movie, the television show, the comics, the books, that's right. what get that's what really gets us and moves us. But I, I right. got to tell you again, I've said it before. The youth is all about games. And if Star Wars Eclipse really does get that tag of game of the year, look out, folks, that's going to bring in some some new fans. It and will I'm all about it here. And that's going to be like a lot of people, what, like 20, not even 20 years ago, maybe more like 15, 16 years ago when Knights of the Old Republic got all of its popularity there, 2001, 2003, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. There, We're going to see another influx of people from that. And like we already have with High Republic. Yeah. I mean, these, these, these people who love these novels and get every issue of every comic and have read the young adult books and the kids books and, and know everything in and out about the high Republic. Cause they're out there. I mean, I see them all the time on Twitter. Mm -hmm. This is going to just further that push that was once called project luminous. Yeah. And it's just going to keep furthering that. And I, I even said this on Twitter. I don't think I got any reactions from it on Twitter. Um, but I was like, Oh, this looks like it could have been a movie hashtag project luminous hashtag Benny Hoff and Weiss, you know, yeah. well, I, I, I wasn't, I'm not totally convinced that this is the story those guys gave up. Hmm. Isn't project luminous, like the whole overarching like novel and comic story. It's, it's all high Republic. I know that. Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah. Okay. I think that project luminous was initially teased to be like the, I, I have no proof of this. I don't even know if mm -hmm. proof of this exists. Mm -hmm. I was just, telling myself that's the one that the game of thrones guys are going to do mm, and when they when they bailed you know it was like okay well where are they going and then then all of a sudden it was here's the high republic and it's like yeah. oh y'all are y'all oh yeah. i see this was supposed to be that's how i looked at it Maybe. i thought it was going to be Benny off and weiss's stuff but you know yeah. it, it doesn't really totally matter it's just now we have this game that's going to 
bring in new fans as yeah. all star new star wars stuff does and mm-hmm. that's i think the overall point that lucasfilm really wants to make sure we're all aware of you know what i mean absolutely absolutely yeah. well listen let's get into our breakdown let's let's start to share kind of the big things that really caught our eyes and honestly the first thing that i put on the list of things that that caught my eye i guess this doesn't really catch my eye more so catches my ears the sounds uh the music the drums uh, oh yeah everything about it phenomenal that was my big first uh takeaway breakdown with it dj thoughts on that well the, the i know the music initially it 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 floored me. In fact, knowing we were going to talk about this tonight, mm-hmm. I was listening to the Man of Steel soundtrack by Hans Zimmer earlier when I was picking up dinner for my wife and I tonight. And um, I love Hans Zimmer's music. He's not done Star Wars, although I wish he would. I think he'd be great in Star Wars. I think he would he'd be able to play into the right themes of Star Wars, but also put his own Hans Zimmer twist on it. I bring him up because this trailer music reminded me so much of one particular song from man of steel, which happens to be called oil rig. I, I thought that that I, I love that song. It's one of my hype songs. I love this song so much. Yeah. So it just reminded me so much that the drums in it were so similar to this trailer. And I thought, Oh my goodness, I need this music now is what I want. I want that music in my rotation on a regular basis because it was so good. And it, it's an, it's, it, it invokes so many different thoughts and directions it could go you know, it introduced a villain in a way, you know, so it just, it was all around just super, super cool. So I'm with you on the music. I think that was my first initial takeaway. My second big thing was just how, and we've already kind of alluded to it, just the overall cinematic scope of the whole thing. I mean, that was my next really huge thing. Cause it, like we've said over and over and so many people have said this too, it looks like a movie. Yes, it does. It, It just looks so good. What, what else did caught your eye or your ears? Caleb? Oh, definitely. The next thing, because Incredible Shots was next on my list. I think we've definitely touched on that. Yoda in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, definitely 100%. Cannot be like, overstated how cool it, that is. That's massive. I don't know what kind of implications that means on the story, but really, really cool. Blue Harvest Bricks in the chat. Uh, after Disney Plus Day, lots of people questioned why Star Wars weren't showcasing its projects better than they produce a game trailer like this. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. No. Pretty incredible. And I I completely did not expect it to drop when it came out, by the way. Uh, I know no. like Bestman Bulletin actually reported that it was coming out soon. And he even Bestman Bulletin admitted, mm-hmm. I completely forgot that this was happening tonight. So I think it oh, completely wow. caught everybody off guard, honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, I said this last week, and you can go back, and I think I said this in the reaction. That trailer came out, and all week I was like, it's too quiet. You know, yeah. like <laughs> there, we've been getting steady news for Book of Boba for weeks now. Yeah. And other little things, whether it was Disney Plus Day, Kenobi, you know, it didn't mm-hmm. matter. We were getting stuff. And I, all of a sudden, I was like, it's quiet and it's a little too quiet. Why <laughs> is that? Something's brewing. And, and then I thought the uh, Acolyte news was that big thing that was going to happen. Yeah. But then I was like, this is still seems light. And then. Mm-hmm. Boom, we get the game trailer. So, yeah, and then it was boom, great. Return of the and then Return of the Jedi is in the American film registry, you know, and then yeah. our national film arts. And now here we are talking about all of that stuff tonight. So, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. You know, it was just too, it was just too cool. I wasn't uh-huh. expecting it, just like everybody else wasn't expecting it. Yeah. It's kind of like it was the best Christmas present, like before Christmas. 
It's like Lucasfilm yeah. was like, should we wait? Should we wait and give it to him on Christmas? Yeah. Nah, let's give it to him early. It's kind of how it looked. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, do you have any thoughts on Yoda, like story thoughts or just anything else you want to add to Yoda being in that yeah. shot other than it just being super cool? <laughs> well, it is super cool. And I love that they've, they've name dropped Yoda in the novels that I've read thus mm -hmm. far, which is a one and like not even a, I can't even give a percentage on because I'm not very far in, in the second High Republic novel, but yeah, they name drop him. I know. And he's alluded to at different times. The council's alluded to at different times. So for me, it's not shocking, but my excitement is just like, oh, he's up there. And if you go look at Star Wars's description mm -hmm. in the video, it says there are multiple playable characters. Yeah, I would not. I'm not totally convinced that Yoda's not a playable character That'd if you great. look at the battle if you look at the battlefront 2 gameplay mm -hmm. you get to play as luke skywalker in the story mode why not put the one star wars character everybody's familiar with in there as a playable character for at least one little yeah. story piece it's it, it makes all the sense in the world so for me I, i'm stoked about it i yeah. hope he's in it well and i i think he will be and i think you bring up a good point there i think as far as a marketing standpoint you want people to come play the game put a character in there that everybody knows that and then they know that they're going to play that character. A lot more people yep. are probably going to check it out. So I think you're they, on to something yeah. on that one. Well, they did it with Darth Vader and Fallen Order, too. Yeah. You know, Fallen Order had been out for a while, and then they dropped Darth Vader in a trailer. And I was like, well, they're ruining that game for me because <laughs> I was like, I didn't know he was in it until I saw the trailer. You know, yeah. it was, yeah. I was pretty upset about that. But anyway, that's, that's something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, the next thing that I have here is the planet, the location that the two Jedi are training or slash fight. Mm -hmm. I think they're training with each other. Uh, those, those are the vibes I got, at least. I don't think there's necessarily like a, a death appearing or something going on here. No. I think they're just training, yeah. fighting with each other, dueling. Just for some reason, I get Naboo vibes when I see this, but I don't think it's Naboo. Yes. I think it's a completely new location. And I think someone out there, and it may have been Star Wars Explained. I was watching Star Wars Explained breaking down this trailer. I think they mentioned that there's actually a potential of this being a location that they saw in a VR game or something. Because in that VR game, this location, it's where Jedi specifically trained during this era. So that would certainly yeah. make sense. Certainly makes sense. What did you think of this shot, though, of these two Jedi it, dueling? I'm looking. I'm looking back at it right now because, yeah. and um, it is a really cool shot. If you just kind of play it and let it roll, it, it is incredible what they're doing. It's just uh -huh. simple little one, two, three. You know, it's yep. just they're practicing those moves that Star Wars Rebels went way in depth on the styles and how the fighting styles looked, especially in that first and second season. Just I, I loved that about Rebels, but. It looks like you can kind of see that similar thing happening here. And it does look like Naboo, but I I'm not convinced it is Naboo. I, no, yeah, I, wouldn't yeah, be yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it is this planet that they've mentioned or been to in the novels. Yeah. But I don't want to name any names because I just mm -hmm. don't really know. So as far as predictions go, I don't think I can make a solid one, but it looks really, really, really good. No. I agree on that. I agree on that. Well, next thing here, and these next two kind of go together. Um, there is a shot in the trailer where there are these like why looking or I don't really know how to explain it. These fighters approaching this very tall vertical tower with a Y shape on the side. It's very yes. foggy scenario. It's kind of like at the minute 26 mark. Uh, that's yep. kind of the frame that I'm looking at right now. I get Sith yeah. vibes 
looking at this for some reason. This doesn't look like a place you want to be. It looks like it's supposed to be intimidating for a reason. And then yeah. connect that. Here's my next connection piece here is the army shot of this this group of people marching. Uh, those people on their chest have that same why. So obviously those that group of people, that army is connected to that tall vertical tower, whatever it is, somehow, whether that be the good villain catch. of the game or whether that be the good guy of the game, I don't know. But they're connected somehow. And since I'm getting Sith vibes or dark side or villain vibes from the tall vertical tower, my current prediction, I guess, then is this this is that this army are the villain. And they're the they're, they're the people maybe that we're going to slash through and absolutely wipe out. Yeah, I don't you know, there's a lot of battle sequences happening here. Um, there, there's a creature that charges at the Jedi who mm -hmm. there's a yellow lightsaber and I think a blue lightsaber. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm not on that part on the trailer, so I don't I don't know which part it is. But, you know, there's an army that's kind of running at them. And then we see this army and then we see mm -hmm. the drummer people. We see yeah. I, I, the Vold the Voldemort looking people. The thing about these drumming people, though, is they don't have a nose. Mm -hmm. And the people with that Y symbol on there, they do have noses. Yeah. So they're different species. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying they both can't be the villains. It just... Mm -hmm as an example that I think is just readily available to me, when you have too many armies fighting one another, the story gets messy. Yeah. And I'm looking at the Hobbit, the battle yeah, of the five armies. Yes, absolutely. It just, absolutely. It, it was, a, it's a good movie. It's just messy. You know, yeah. it, it's just yeah. got and in the extended cut. It's even messier somehow. <laughs> um, like I'm of the opinion, Lord of the Rings is better when it's the extended edition. And I don't think anybody will fight me on that. But the theatrical versions of the second and third Hobbit movies are just perfectly fine. That's maybe a hot take. We can discuss that on a Geekverse episode, maybe. But I don't think that, you know, you can, you can do it correctly. You can have multiple armies fighting one another. Sure. But where the Jedi are in all of this is going to be a, a huge part of this game. Um, I, I'm betting you get to play a lot of different angles on this and, and be very, you know, kind of take every side of the story and maybe they do it like force unleashed and you get to say, you go all the way to the end uh, of both, you know, of both sides of it. So yeah, who knows, man, you know, who knows cool. well, either listen. way, you know, even though it's, it's just too, too daggum cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Next thing here that I have trade federation. I mean, come on. That was super cool. Seeing some recognizable species remind me, for some reason, I'm blanking on it. What's the species that's Trade Federation? Nimodians. That's right. Uh, what? That's like two shows in a row now where I'm blanking on that. I feel like that's that's okay. Jeez, come on, Caleb, get it together. Get it. This is a breakdown, and you don't even know that. Whatever. You Caleb, need to get your visual you dictionaries. You <laughs> yeah, do. there you go. <laughs> get your visual super dictionaries. Cool. Super cool to see that species, but we also saw the familiar-looking uh, ship. That we that we saw in Phantom Menace. Yes. What did you think of that? The, the like droid control ship, the Trade mm -hmm. Federation blockade ships. You know, I love I love it because it gives us an idea of where it is in the timeline of Star Wars. Now, yeah. allow me to be just a little bit nerdy here for a second. Okay, I'm going to dive deep into some Star Wars behind the scenes. Doug Do Chang, it. who famously yes i'm going to <laughs> doug chang is the guy who who designed 
the just pretty much everything you know about the prequels. But his biggest contribution is the N1 Naboo Starfighter. He designed that. So it's nice to see some other things that he had his hand on, like the Trade Federation droid control ship, blockade ships, whatever you want to call them. It's, it's nice to see that that is being pulled into here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going just a little bit deeper, but he has said that when George was making episodes four, five, and six, those, those movies are meant to look like they could have been made in the seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. And they were obviously, but the style in which all of the vehicles looked were blocky and clunky, just like the vehicles that were around and up to that point, up to 1977. So if you go back, however many years it is between episodes four and one, which I think is roughly 30 ish years, um, you would go 30 years back in time here in our world in our timeline. So 30 years before 1920s, 30s, 40s would have been the inspiration on design. So now again, I'm sorry, I'm being real nerdy and deep here, but you know, to explain the point, this blockade runner, not runner, but this blockade ship looks a lot like it could have been made just a few years before what we saw in Phantom Menace. Mm. So it's like, all right, we have a design, like a car has four wheels. They've had four wheels forever. All right. So it's like, here's this ship. We've always had a ring. We're just going to add some arches to it all the way around. So, and then when they get into a few years down the road, like, all right, let's get rid of the arches. Let's make it look more smooth. You know, it's just, it's a design concept. It's architecture yeah. in motion. It, it's just what we're always changing things. We're always making things look better mm-hmm. to, to our eye. We're trying to always, I guess, evolve what we know. So it makes sense that this would also take place with something as minute in Star Wars as uh, a Trade Federation ship. So yeah. for me, it's exciting to see it. But at the same time, it's like, oh, cool. They have their finger on the pulse that Doug Chang and Ralph McQuarrie have always had their hand on so yeah. for me it's like and doug chang's still a high up executive at lucasfilm they could very easily be like hey doug what would you do if we wanted to go back 50 years from phantom menace just mm-hmm. as a guess oh yeah and he's yeah, like oh yeah. i would do this and he just and draws it and there it is that's how you draw stuff by the way you go and there it is <laughs> um but i think that's what they're doing here caleb just to answer your question it, it makes me happy yeah. to know that we're this close to the prequels. Oh, and it's just, it's great to see them not only do it, but connect to the Phantom Menace and connect to all these things that we've loved. And that is something that Disney Star Wars there for a while wasn't confident in doing. And they're finally, they're finally to that level. I mean, we're getting connections to prequels everywhere at this point, and we're getting actors coming back from the prequels everywhere at this point. I love to see it. Well, what grade were you in in high school when Disney bought uh, Star Wars? Do you remember? Because it was 2012. 2012. Sophomore in high school. So I I had just gotten into college when it happened. So I was a freshman in college. So Mm -hmm. we were still kids. Yeah. And so Disney was banking on our parents to show up. Right. They, which was wrong. They should have been banking on us the whole time. Yeah. You know, and now that we're here and we get to have these opinions, as you said so many times on our show, the people who do the podcast, who talk about Star Wars online and Discord and Twitter and wherever else, mm-hmm. Reddit, you know, we are the ones kind of not navigating the ship, but we're a part of the crew, you know? Yeah. And part of the ship, part of the crew. I think part of, the, part of the crew, part of the ship. 
I need to rewatch Pirates of the Caribbean. It's yeah. been too long. Yeah, it has. It's been too it long. Has. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's important to, to note those kinds of things. And yeah, it just I'm still excited this game's coming. I yeah. feel like I feel like a child every time I think about it and look, I just get giddy. It's oh, it gives best. you those vibes, no doubt. And the next thing here gives me prequel vibes again. As soon as I saw those space battle shot, I immediately thought of Revenge of the Sith and that great opener. I mean, it gave mm-hmm. me those vibes heavily. That was my next big takeaway. The drummers, I think we've mentioned them. We've never seen these type of creatures, species before. No clue who they are. No clue what's going on. But they definitely gave me Voldemort, Voldemort-looking, Avatar-shredded vibes. That, that's just what I thought of when I saw them. And my final thing here that I wanted to discuss as far as our breakdown of this trailer is... This thing, this guy, this dude at the very end that I'm just going to refer to as Goo Guy. What's going goo on guy. with this Goo Guy? What's going I on like with Goo, goo guy. guy here? Is Goo Guy a villain? Goo Guy is not only a villain, he's uh-huh. a cult leader. Ooh, okay. I'm because the look, you know, I, it's no secret. I've been vocal about this. I'm a pastor. I don't mind talking about it. Sure. Uh, I'm not a cult leader. But I'm aware that cults exist, okay? Uh-huh. And the fact that every time you see something wacky that's cultish in a movie or anything, there's, for whatever reason, they always have to have a drum. Yeah. You ever notice this? Like, there's always that's, there's a always point. a drum. So yeah. whenever you see these people drumming, they're, it's like a seance. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not, I'm not saying this guy is just coming up out of the goo and he's made of goo. Yeah. But I I do think that this is a ritualistic thing that is mm-hmm. a part of this culture, um, especially one inside this. I'm going to call it a cult until otherwise it's it's said otherwise. So, yeah, it looks like this is a cult leader. Um, the goo, the goo cult. I, I'm just that's what it looks <laughs> like cult. to me. The goo cult, the the goo, goo lights. I don't know. Go. I'm going to come the goo lights and their goo cult with goo man. Goo dude. Goo dude. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? I mean, you know what you you think he's a villain, hundred percent. I do too. Yeah. But I would say he's the main villain. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. I absolutely agree with that. And and somebody on our reaction, like in the comments, mentioned that this was somehow connected to Plagueis and and Palpatine, and that it was about Sith immortality and things like that. Again, Ooh. great to see those comments, and it's so fun listening to the theories that some of you guys come up with. I don't know. Rural I mean, Farm I Boy haven't is losing there. it over Goo Guy. Yeah, he is. Hey, it's He's canon. Losing until it over it's not guy. canon no more. This dude exactly. is Goo Guy. <laughs> His dude is Goo Goo Guy. There you go. Well, like yeah, like I, I need said, somebody he's... with like a deep accent to say it. <laughs> Where's yeah. your brother when we need him? Know, Where's Jacob when we need him to Dude, say goo guy? <laughs> and I, I need to hear what, what he has to say about this trailer. I mean, I'm dying to hear it. He, he does this all the time. I send him something. He doesn't respond for a few days. I'll probably hear about it toward the end of the week. <laughs> That's Gavin, too, my brother, who's been on the show. I'm like, yeah. hey, I always send him, like, really cool Ahsoka stuff I find, and I don't hear about it until I see him, mm-hmm. which is never that far away. But it's like, why can't you just text me? <laughs> yeah yeah well listen folks what do you think of the star wars eclipse trailer it, it looks like rural farm boys come up with our canon answer as far as who this goo guy's followers are and that is goo lights something like that i goo, like it 
just it sounds like dollar store beer it's what it sounds like yeah, i don't know if it's that's just gonna be bottom- for long <laughs> <laughs> it's just and like i appreciate the name yeah. but it sounds no, like it's, it's just bottom bottom shelf it's goo liquor guy. store don't care it's terrible it's goo guy. <laughs> no goo guy is great <laughs> goo light is terrible <laughs> I'm no, sorry, I RFB, like man. I'm I like it, RFB. You keep bringing that. You keep uh, bringing man, that, so, man. Oh, I man, love my it. My cheeks hurt. <laughs> well, this took a direction I did not expect. <laughs> that, folks, is a a Mando talk breakdown. We just broke that it is. down so far that we came up with a name for the villain of Star Wars Eclipse. You heard it here first. Goo guy. His name is Goo his guy. Followers are goo lights. <laughs> goo lights. <laughs> Can't do it. You gotta move on. Great. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Listen, folks, you tell us what you think of Star Wars oh my Eclipse. Goodness. Let us know in the chat. I see some of you popping in. Let us know what you thought of Star Wars Eclipse. We'll discuss yeah. it. We'll read it. That is the Star Wars news. But up at the top of the show, we teased kind of like a uh, side conversation about something else that we're passionate about. Those of you that are diehard listeners and followers know that we started this geek verse reactions thing where we took a break from star Wars occasionally to discuss other things in the geek verse, hence the name geek verse reactions recently. That's just been YouTube exclusive content where we've done some trailer reactions, some initial out of theater reactions. Well, the thing is, is this uh, movie called spider-man no way home is coming this week there's and, a new one yeah there's a new one it's something what? going on and listen we know some of you are diehard star wars fans and that's what you're here for but indulge us if you enjoy spider-man stick around we're going to talk about our final spider-man no way home predictions this is our special that we wanted to focus in in focus in on this character, this movie, and share our final thoughts before we go and see this film in the coming days. I'm personally seeing it on Thursday night on the first availability. DJ, do you have plans yet on when you're going to see this? Believe it or not, I do Uh-oh. have plans. You do um, have plans. I, I do. I do have plans. That I'm bad at making plans. <laughs> I pretty much never am, am good. I'm never am good at making plans. There yeah. you go. Texas, Texas words right there. <laughs> um, my wife and I have not bought tickets. However, we were talking the other day and she was like, let's go see it Saturday. And I was like, you just told me the other day because you're eight months pregnant. You want to wait and kind of rest a little bit. And she was like, I never said we had to wait. And I was like, well, let's go on Monday afternoon. Let's go Monday after you get off work. We'll we'll yeah. go see it. And she's like, okay, I like seeing movies during the week. No one's there. So it's perfect. Yeah, that's um, a good call. But and I will avoid Twitter. I in fact I will be Twitter silent from pretty much tomorrow on. So don't even expect to see me on Twitter at all. There you go. Um that, that's that's to Caleb too. Caleb, I'm I'm about just only checking messages at this point. Yeah, so yeah, I don't do um, not blame you one bit. <laughs> but I, I we have plans to see it. I'm very excited. In fact, tonight when we get done with this, we're gonna come in here, my wife and I, we're gonna watch at least one Spider-Man movie. We've been trying to get ready. Facts. So we're, we're gonna do that. Same tonight. thing over here. We're doing which the one? Same thing. Which one? I want to know go which homecoming. one. We're going homecoming tonight. Oh we we want to refresh finish. on we want to refresh on Tom Holland's um 
because obviously that's going to be the main focus. But anyway, I think we're getting too far in predictions with that. With we with we that may being we we focus. may be we're gonna okay. we're gonna watch we're gonna watch Spider Man the first one. With there you go. Myers, I mean, but that's classic. Just, that's just me. Absolute classic. Okay, let's do this. This is our Geekverse reaction special where we are going to do our Spider-Man No Way Home final predictions. And before we get into our predictions, I want to update those of you on the critic response after the premiere. The premiere happened on Monday, the 13th of December. People have seen No Way Home. There are people on this earth that have had the opportunity to see Spider-Man No Way Home and currently... 76 critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. And here is our current Rotten Tomatoes score. After 76 critics have gotten on there, Spider-Man No Way Home is at a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. That means 97% of the critics that have seen this film think it's a good one, folks. So currently, at least... Obviously, critics have been wrong in the past. Currently, No Way Home is shaping up to be pretty good. Now, of course, what I did was I've got some people that for for so long kind of inspired me to get into this and to start doing podcasts and to start talking about geek stuff. I pulled three people's tweets of people that I have usually and generally shared the same opinion on and kind of gotten their vibes at least. Three tweets that I want to read for those of you watching. Perry Nimeroff of Collider. Love listening to her talk about anything Geekverse related. She said, the first half of Spider-Man No Way Home is a little messy, but that second half in all caps soars. In that part of the movie, the multiverse of it all far exceeded my expectations. Fun, exhilarating, often very emotional, and hugely satisfying material. That was one review that I wanted to share. Second one, Soups, Matt Ramos. Those of you that are on TikTok, you've probably seen this guy's reactions. They're great. He always brings the energy. This one, I mean, I was expecting it to be positive regardless. He said, I don't even know where to begin. This movie exceeds all of the expectations that we had for it. It's everything I've wanted to see in a Tom Holland Spider-Man. It truly is a celebration of the most beloved character in the best way possible. And then my third and final review, Christian Harloff, big time listener of his growing up and getting into this kind of realm. He said, so Spider-Man No Way Home, I was concerned with so many characters. Same here, dude. I've been so concerned with so many characters that it would feel crammed and not enough development to care about what was going on. I'm happy to have been wrong. This is engaging, emotional, and most of all, fun. DJ, you hear all of this. Where where are you currently at in, in your mind hearing the, the number on Rotten Tomatoes and hearing these pretty positive reviews? Well, you know, first of all, I did not know the Rotten Tomatoes score until you said it. So my reaction a minute ago was genuine. Um, I don't know if I had my face on the screen or not for yeah, that. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, could, I couldn't believe it. You know, I look like the guy whose face melts at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's what I look like. I, I kind of couldn't believe hearing that, you know, it's mm-hmm. 90%. That's incredible. I don't know if the other Spider-Man movies, 97, no matter where at, uh, what's that? 97%. All are like other Spider-Man movies. Are they at ninety-seven percent? Or I want to say like, some of the Tom Holland films are definitely in the nineties. 
Um, I don't know well, about the other ones. Well, I don't know either. That's why I was maybe hoping you did, but I'll just Google it later. Or somebody watching can Google it and put it in the comments. But yeah, that's, that's up to them. That's your prerogative. That's, you anyway, <laughs> um, I still, you know, think that that's an incredible feat for a, a superhero movie to have such a high rating. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Wonder Woman had a 99% rating at one point. Um, uh, you know, that was when it was still in theaters that could have changed, you know over the last four or five years, but I can't think of any other superhero movies, maybe black Panther, you know, but that's about it. So to dark have 97 Knight, right now, I would say, yeah, I didn't want to say dark Knight because it was so long ago. So I, yeah. I don't know, but that's just a guess you know, off the cuff. I, yeah, I would, I mean, it's in, it's in the national film registry, as you there pointed you out earlier. So it would make sense that it's, you know, got a high rating. Um, but you know, that's a big deal for me. The other people, I don't care about uh, this sounds bad because I'm supposed to care a little bit, but like other people's like reactions to things like that. I don't typically care because I I, I have people that I trust who are film fans like, like you and, and my dad's a big film guy. And uh, you know, if he, if my dad likes a film, you know, I know it's good because Mm -hmm. he just has a great opinion. He's, he's a cinephile. Like I am. He's the reason I think movies all the time. So we, in fact, we had a great conversation about film today at lunch, you know, so I, I trust him. I trust my cousin who's a massive Spider-Man fan who I know is going to love this anyway. Like I said, I trust Caleb and a lot of our viewers. I would listen to their uh, opinion, especially our discord members. I mean, I would totally listen to their opinion over some random person, you know, that I don't know. Yeah. Like Christian Harloff. I recognize that name. Mm-hmm. I hear that name and I think, okay, this guy likes it. Great. That's, that's fantastic um it's spectacular it's amazing using spider-man adjectives you know i'm I'm hearing that and i think that's great so it's nice to hear it i don't need mm. to hear it um yeah i'm just i'm still kind of in that phase of let me see it so i can react to it myself no, that's fair that's fair i mean my personal take is i care more about what those type of people think than the critics personally i mean and that's they're, fine they're yeah people, that's they're totally people fine. like like you and me and, and those of you watching those of you watching this video or, or listening to it i mean those are the type of people that you are too, probably. So I guess that's kind of where I'm at. I know that 97% is massive. That that's a massive deal that critics think that highly of it. And, and I can't wait to personally see it myself, but before we finally get a chance to see it, let's share some predictions. I've got this in three categories. My first category here is predictions that we believe will 100% happen. I'll just go ahead and read my top three, and then I'll, I'll pass it on to DJ to let him share some thoughts or maybe even add some other of his personal beliefs of 100% going to happen. First one, Toby and Andrew, I 100% believe that they're going to show up. I know they keep saying that they're not going to. I still 100% expect to see those two roles show up in this film. Second one, I have a prediction that Doc Ock is going to end up helping Tom Holland, Spidey in some form. I think they're going to connect. They're going to be, I don't know. They're going to have some form of, uh, I guess, what's the word for? Buddy cop. There you go. Buddy. Okay. There you go. That's my second thing. And third thing, this has taken a while to get here. DJ, this one might shock you. Oh, no. So heavily, so heavily against this for a while. But my third and final 100% is going to happen. Venom will appear. Drop the mic. I'm officially on board. Let's go. It you, those of you who have not been watching Geekverse <laughs> and have not heard these conversations, 
Yeah. Man, this is a feat. <laughs> I, I welcome, welcome, welcome to your redemption, Caleb. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I'm glad you said that, and I'm, I, I'm glad that we have at least one thing different on our okay. list okay. from each other. Um, I just want to react to that Doc Ock thing really quick. Okay. You know that that is that's a cool concept. You know, I agree with that to a certain point. Okay, and here's why. At the end of Spider-Man 2, before Doc Ock drowns the Palladium, and I can't believe I remember what that stuff was called. I haven't seen that movie in <laughs> That years. was impressive. Um, I'm impressed. I, can't believe, I, don't, I haven't watched that movie in so long. I can't really remember it. Anyway, he drags it to the bottom of the, of the river and with it himself, and mm-hmm. you know he kind of perishes, which is uh, self-sacrifice. You know, it's always a beautiful thing. So he does make the turn. A la Darth Vader, Return of the Jedi. It all connects. Yeah. Um, it's it's nice to see your take on that because uh, it is feasible. It, it's mm. genuinely feasible. I, I do I do love that. I think that's really cool. Sweet. Well, I, I Sweet. said that I said that I have one thing uh, different from you. Okay. Okay. Um, I to, Toby and Andrew, if not in the final fight, maybe somewhere randomly near mm-hmm. the end um venom i really do think venom is showing up there's no way he's not i I still think this is a sinister six movie um for those of you who have still not seen our let there be carnage uh spoiler breakdown go watch it it'll tell you everything you need to know about what me and caleb think about no way home about venom whatever that was a such a fun conversation and our no way home trailer breakdowns yeah that we did we we discussed a ton of stuff with, with those two specials. So go look those up and watch those after this. But excuse me. The the last thing that I think will happen, I think John Favreau, happy Hogan himself, mm. will die. I think um I think I would honestly maybe add that to my list now that I heard you say it. Yeah, I mean. And like I, the Doc Ock thing too, I might as well add it to my list, you know, because I do really think you're onto something there. You know, here's why I think Happy Happy's going to die for a number of reasons. Um, I know that Tony Stark was kind of the Uncle Ben in this Tom Holland story, but you know, Happy and Aunt May are dating, and it makes sense that we Tom Holland. I think you know we avoided the Uncle Ben story for a while. But as Tom Holland's story has gone on, we've seen him like in five or six movies now as Spider-Man. I think he needs to have an Uncle Ben moment, a real true Uncle Ben moment. And Happy's been his guy there for a minute. Mm -hmm. So to watch Happy die, you know, that's going to be an emotional thing. I bet it propels a good portion of the story if that does happen. Second reason for him dying is more on a contractual basis with Jon Favreau. Favreau has been a part of the MCU since 2008. And that's a long time to be a part of one franchise. Um, Now, I know he's not been in every single Marvel movie, but if Tony is there, Happy's there. I mean, he's he's pretty much always been there. Maybe not in Infinity War, I don't think, or I'm struggling to remember if he was in Civil War. But in those two movies, he wasn't there that I'm aware of. And if somebody, you know, can tell me, so I think happy's going to die. I think it's going to be a new uncle Ben type moment, but you know, on the contractual side of things, John Favreau has got other things to worry about. He's yeah. a producer on Mandalorian. He's a producer on and a director on Mandalorian. He's a producer on 
Book of Boba Fett. Who knows what else he is tied into at Lucasfilm? So, and he's a filmmaker, so he's gonna he's gonna do other projects. You know, he, mm-hmm. he's not just tied to these two franchises. I think we forget that sometimes when we see a a you know a director or an actor jump ship and go do something random. We're like, oh, cool, I love them in Spider Man or whatever, but I I don't know about this. Like, look, you can be a fan of whatever you want to be a fan of, but like. he's not just tied to these two franchises and he's not just tied to the movie elf (laughs) you know he's tied to a lot of other things so i think he's gonna die those are my three hundred percent things i guess four now i'm gonna kind of jump on board with you with doc Ogg because i think that that would be really neat to see Mm -hmm. no i agree all right well listen let's go ahead and get into our next category Uh, we'll move through these a little bit quicker predictions that we are fairly confident in i'm gonna say toby and andrew get a proper send-off that they never really got to get and i think we won't see them again but we're gonna somehow get feel that emotional connection that look these actors have given everything that they can into these characters tom holland is officially the only one that you need to worry about but toby and andrew here's your moment have at it that's my next fairly confident that we get it and secondly and i guess this i I now feel like i can bump this into the 100 percent. but i added some more characters here we'll add john favreau's character in as someone that's gonna die but i also added mj ned or aunt may i think someone big like that could potentially meet their end and that's why i'm putting it in the fairly confident category thoughts and anything you want to add to it don't like that you said Aunt May could die. I don't <laughs> like that you said that MJ could die. Uh-huh. I'm kind of with I'm with a lot of the internet here. I think MJ is going to get close to death, and Andrew is going to swing in and save her, kind of redeeming the Gwen Stacy moment. Yeah. Um. You know, I I'm my fairly confident predictions. I don't necessarily have them. This is the first time in a while that I've I've really, aside from the handful of spoilers I've already seen online you know i felt really bad when i sent caleb some spoilers a while back on spider-man and so i've, I've avoided all spoilers on spider-man since then just out of i don't know just abstaining i just i felt so bad about kind of ruining that for caleb so i was like i'm and he, caleb wasn't mad at me about it it was just eh, i feel bad i'm not gonna look at anything else so i i haven't um so since then i've been very you know I don't want to see anything um, aside from like trailers and watching, watching the red carpet stuff was pretty cool. I've seen bits and pieces from that, Mm -hmm. but as far as things I'm fairly confident in, I don't, I don't think Aunt May is going to die. I I don't, I don't, I don't like that. That makes me sad. I don't like that. Sad. And to throw a little accent in there. Yeah. Um, And I, I would be okay if MJ dies, but I don't want it to happen. Right. I just, you know, I would like to see the Gwen Stacy story come in here in the future if Tom Holland continues to play Spider-Man, which he's teased he might not be, which I I get it, but, you know, who knows. And um, you said something else I'm struggling to remember now. Um, uh, Toby and Andrew get their proper goodbye. I think that they'll get a good send-off. I think they'll kind of walk through a Doctor Strange portal, and that'll kind of be it. Um God, if oh my gosh, if Toby fades into dust like Sandman did, I'm gonna get up and walk out of the theater. That that was annoying. <laughs> like I I to this day I still hate that scene. Yeah. Um so anyway, and Sandman fades into dust again in this movie. I'm not gonna get up and leave the theater, but 
It's stupid. So <laughs> he needs something different. He's that's just not a good way to send off a villain. I'm sorry. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. There's a lot. Of, I have a lot of problems. I have a lot of problems with Spider-Man three. If I'm going to be real honest, and we yeah. can discuss those in a future geek verse. But I'm with you for the most part. I'm with you okay. for the most part. All right. Well, here we go. Final category: things that won't happen, but I would love to see Miles Morales appearance, a Wanda appearance, and Venom symbiote in Peter Parker. I think those three things that I, I don't think they're going to happen, but I would love to see them happen. They could potentially happen. I mean, it, it's on the table, but I don't expect it to happen. Thoughts on that and anything else you would like to add to it before we wrap up? I don't think any of that's going to happen. And <laughs> because I have nothing else, I'm going to say I don't think. Oh, this is kind of bold. OK, I'm going to say something bold. It's not going to happen, but I'm going to say it. Um, they will not mention at all Tony Stark. Oh, I hope I, I'm, I'm on the category that I hope they don't. I'm, I'm ready to, to oh, see okay. something different, connect to something different. I'm, I, I'm personally tired of them going back to Tony over and over and over again. It's mm -hmm. just, it's monotonous. And I know that is a hot take and there's yeah. probably people that are going to comment on this and roast us, but that's just kind of where I'm at too. <laughs> this is the clip we put on TikTok. You know, th this it's is the hot one. take. <laughs> it is. You know, I, I don't I don't want to see Tony. I don't. I don't want to hear about him. I don't want to see him. He's played his role. He's done his thing. He gave uh, uh, the iron spider suit over to, to Peter and Happy's there to help him with it until he dies. Yeah. Fantastic. You know, that's great. I don't want to see him. I don't hear about him. Uh, I'm tired of us relying so much on Iron Man and I want to see the new chapter. I'm just Absolutely. I'm ready for the new thing. So yeah, me that, too. That's well, not I'm, that's not gonna happen, but yeah. you know, there it is. <laughs> well, I'm ready to see No Way Home, and I can't wait to go and see it with the wife. Uh Thursday night, we are finally gonna get a chance to see Spider-Man No Way Home, No Way Home come to fruition. It's gonna happen. We're gonna know what happens in this film. It's gonna be great. Well, listen, that is this week's episode as far as our Star Wars news, and we got a little geek first reaction special in there. Uh a lot of fun, a lot of great things that we discussed. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you are on Apple, Spotify, whatever, if you're a podcast listener, subscribe to whatever platform you're listening. If you like the visuals, we are on YouTube. So subscribe to that YouTube channel, and we would greatly appreciate your subscription there. Well, listen, that wraps it up. DJ, any final thoughts you want to send uh, to our listeners way? I'm going to take that soundbite of you going ah, ah, and make that my text tone from now a star on. wars character right there i don't know what just happened just <laughs> just a random animal on tatooine just in there the background <laughs> anyway um i have nothing to say except i will see y'all on thursday thursday boba festivities yeah, at 6 p.m central standard time so i can go and see no go. way home that's why we're that's why we're doing a little <laughs> bit earlier on thursday as well i'm going to see no way home thursday night so so we had to no that. way no way. <laughs> no way. No way. Right, let's get out of here. We hope that you have a blessed rest of your week, and we'll see you on Thursday for Boba Festivities number four. And as always, we have spoken.